0: To the Fifty Eight West King Fantasy Football Podcast. This is Episode Fifty Eight. This one holds a special place in our hearts for obvious reasons. Today, I'm joined by the co-commission Matt Graham. Matt, it's good to be back on with you. How Have you been? I've been great,
1: man. It's good to be back on with you. Uh, we've been doing these recorded, email or recordings in thing for a little while while you moved to Colorado. Um, but I'm glad to see that you're set up permanently or semi-permanently. I'm glad to be here live with you via Zoom.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I am very aroused. I talked with Josh on the last show. I'm not sure if you've listened, mm-hmm. but he mentioned mm-hmm. that Brittany wants to come on to help us pile on to his fantasy woes and his cowboy woes. What do you think? Can we make it happen?
1: I'll set that up. Maybe that's a good thing for like episode 60. Seems like a big thing that we should pop into like a big number. I also wanted to comment really quickly on your guys's new best friendship and the fact that I'm a quote unquote friend whore. Mm-hmm. I'd like to point out two facts. One, I don't know if you guys can be best friends I don't know if you remember your wedding, but Josh found out about your wedding when I was buying a gift card for you guys at Best Buy where he was working. He's like, oh, what are you doing in town, Matt? And I was like, oh, I'm at to Tony's wedding. He's like, Tony's getting married today? And I'm like, yeah, he's getting married today. And <laughs> Josh was like, oh, We've cool. let bygones
0: be bygones. It's water under the bridge. We've All moved right, on. Just- you know, we're we're there. grown men, we forgave each other, and you know, it's a it's a beautiful friendship. Okay, all right. Beautiful Sorry, friendship to... that, that you can't you can't interrupt.
1: I mean, I could try. We'll see.
0: All right, good luck with that. All right, <laughs> on tap for today, we're doing a week nine NFL and league recap, a few waiver wire targets, our week ten preview, and topping all of that off with a segment that we first heard over in the Champions League titled you're going to jail now. I'm excited for that one. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, that's going to be good. All right, let's get this party started with those NFL scores.
1: All right, let's kick it off with a Thursday night football game. Packers versus what is left of the 49ers. Packers win this one 34-17. to Rodgers, 305 yards with four touchdowns. Devontae Adams continues to dominate. Ten receptions for 173 yards and one touchdown. On the other side of the ball, Richie James, nine receptions for 160 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Good game for him. Not a whole lot else going for the Niners. Next game, we have the Falcons, 34 over the Broncos, 27. Matt Ryan, 284 yards throwing, three touchdowns and one INT. And then the leading wide receiver, you know, everyone had him in their lineups, man. I can't believe we didn't, you know, we all had him. Olamide Zikaeus, 103 yards and a touchdown. Flip side of the ball. Drew Locke, 313 yards, two TDs, added a rushing score. And Judge Jerry Judy, 125 yards and a touchdown including a stat line that you don't get credit for, but just a complete embarrassment of a lot of Falcons' DB. I've seen that many times. The internet took over, and it's been fun. Uh, next game, we have the Bills beating the Seahawks 44-34. to I don't know if this was a surprise, but it surprised me a little bit. I mean, we knew the Seahawks' defense was bad, but we you know, really just, just thought Russ could just overcome all of it. Josh Allen was like, nah, brah, This is my game. Speaking of Allen, 415 yards and three touchdowns through the air and he added a rushing score. Big game out of him. Uh, Stephon Diggs had nine receptions for 118 yards. Flip side of the ball. Wilson did have 340 yards, throwing with two touchdowns, two INTs. He also added a rushing score. Uh, DK Metcalf had 108 yards and a touchdown. Next game, we had the Ravens 24 against the Colts 10, which was kind of a low offensive output there. Jackson, 170 yards, throwing, zero touchdowns. He did give you a rushing touchdown to help that floor out other side of the ball rivers 227 yards throwing one int and then not a whole lot else there next game texans 27 jags 25 watson 281 yards throwing with two touchdowns he also added 50 rush yards will fuller 100 yards receiving a touchdown other side of the ball jake lutton 304 yards throwing with one touchdown and one int including that beautiful 83-yard touchdown pass to DJ Chark at the beginning of the game.
0: Oh, that felt I'm good. Like, oh, man. That oh,
1: was good, especially if you know DJ Chark. For that. Uh, James Robinson had 99 yards and a score on the ground, and then the aforementioned Chark ended with 146 yards and a touchdown. Next game, this one was a really exciting football game to watch. Chiefs 33 versus the Panthers 31. Panthers came out swinging, fake punt conversion. Teddy Two Gloves was handling business. It was a really good game. Mahomes and company did get the edge out. 372 yards and four touchdowns for him. Kelsey had 10 receptions for 159 yards tyree kill 113 yards receiving with two touchdowns um other side of the ball teddy kgb will splash the pot whenever the fact he wants to 310 yards two touchdowns and a rushing score christian McCaffrey is back 69 yards receiving with a touchdown on the ground 82 yards through the air with a touchdown and he's back out with a shoulder injury probably not gonna play this one <laughs> fire up mike davis
0: i hope you held on to mike davis
1: <laughs> uh, next up, we have the Vikings, 34 over the Lions, 20. Kirk Cousins, 220 yards and three touchdowns. Dalvin Cook, 206 yards and two touchdowns. And then Phups of the Ball staffer with 211 yards, one touchdown, two picks. Next game, Titans, 24 over the Bears, 17. Ryan Tannehill, 158 yards and two touchdowns. A.J. Brown, 101 yards and one touchdown. touchdowns. Flips out of the ball, Foles had 335 yards to the air with two touchdowns. And Allen Robinson, 81 yards on seven receptions. Next game Giants, 23, beat football team, 20. Another close one NFC East trash affair. Danny Nichols threw for 212 yards and one touchdown. Wayne Gallman added 68 yards and a score on the ground. Uh, Flips out of the ball, Kyle Allen injured. Alex Smith, out of the game, will be taking over quarterback duties for the football team going forward, so that'll lead me to my waiver wire.
0: And that was a pretty nasty leg injury.
1: It was bad, man. I don't
0: I don't ever want to be a Washington football team quarterback, ever. Nope, it was horrible.
1: Uh, only other notable staff for the Redskins is J.D. McKissick, running back at 14 targets, nine receptions, and PPR leagues. So he ended up as a top-six option, um, which will lead to, you know, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about him during waivers. Uh, next game, Raiders 31 over the Chargers 26. David Carr, 165 yards with two touchdowns. And Devontae Booker and Jacobs also had rushing scores. Uh, flip side of the ball, Herbert, 326 yards of the air and two touchdowns. Next game, another exciting one, Dolphins 34 versus the Cars 31. Tua versus Murray. Tua ended with 248 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Devante Parker had 64 yards receiving. Flip side of the ball, Murray had a really good game. Can't believe he lost. 283 yards and three touchdowns to the air. He added 160 yards rushing on the ground with a score. Christian Kirk, the bright side of my fantasy football team, uh, 123 yards and a touchdown. He continues to have big play upside. Uh, next game, Steelers 24 to 19 over the Cowboys, and which was a really close game if you're a Steelers fan. Um, And a really sad game if you're a Cowboys fan. Uh, Roethlisberger, 306 yards and three touchdowns. Two knee issues. Both knees are hurt. We don't know the severity. What are the odds that they go 8-0 no, and then have to turn over to Mason Rudolph and then Jesus. maybe not, make, you know, not do much to us? I
0: think he's on the COVID list now this week too, Big Ben. Yeah,
1: it's – it's, uh, uh, but he did have 306 yards and three touchdowns. Smith Schuster had 93 yards and a score. flips all the ball. Garrett Gilbert, the alliteration king himself, 243 yards, one touchdown, one INT. And Greg Zerline continues to dominate four field goals. Uh, we don't have kickers in our league, but for other leagues, to listen, you have Greg you your step man. He's, he's on fire. He's the only upside that the Cowboys offense has. Next game was a great football game. Saints 38 to the Bucks Three. How many points do we score? That many. <laughs> I'm breaking it down, is it? Doesn't matter. Anyway, Breeze, 222 <laughs> yards and four touchdowns. Um, he threw completions to 12 different receivers, so the love was spread out evenly. And the Bucks were... There, next game, Patriots 30 over the Jets 27. You know, during this game, I don't know if you're watching it, but the meme were plenty. It's like, oh man, Patriots lose the Jets since so they can't get Trevor Lawrence, and then their kicker kicks a gambling go-go. I'm sure uh, that was all part of the plan.
0: And Adam Gay still has a job.
1: Adam Gay still has a job. Well, they put up some points. I mean, I'm not going to go over the stats. But uh, Cam Newton, 274 yards. He had two rushing touchdowns. Uh, Jacoby Myers, 12 receptions for 169 yards. And the Jets uh, scored 27 points. Yeah, that uh, does it for our week 10 scores. Waivers. My waiver of the week is the aforementioned J.D. McKissick. Look, is he flashy? No. Is he exciting? Absolutely not. But this is You're getting down to the end here. There's a lot of running backs out on injuries, a lot of running backs underperforming. If you're in a half PPR or even more so a PPR league, his role is their passing down specialist, PPR specialist, with Alex Smith under center. They're going to be down a lot. So negative game scripts will be in their favor, and he should get a lot of targets in that five-yard range. He only needs to get a break. couple of them to have any sort of value as a flex or third RB options. That's what I'm recommending.
0: Alex Smith isn't hanging out in the pocket with that ball. He's getting rid of it. Nope.
1: He does not want his leg break it.
0: He learned his lesson. All right, I'll take uh, Duke Johnson with uh, David Johnson's injury. He is at 16% ownership in Yahoo Leagues. Alan Lazard, I looked that one up and he's at 38% ownership. So I believe he's returning from injury. If not, still a good stash for the following week. And then at tight end, uh, Dallas Goddard's owned in about half of Yahoo Leagues. But if he's out there, grab him. Eagles coming off a bye. Not much by way of pass catchers there. I think you have, what, Fulgham and Rager who came back. But I think Goddard's still a pretty good option with Ertz down. Awesome. Thanks for the NFL recap, Matt. And thanks for the waiver wire ads. Let's go ahead and get into the recap. Let's roll through these week nine matchups. In our first matchup, we had the Banana Stand taking on Peeping Tomlinson. I predicted Julian taking this one, and he did, 116 to 107. And for that, I feel like the true winner here. He took me down with a dynamic duo of Devonte Adams and Jerry Judy. I had some 20-point performances, but a two-spot from Jermichael Hasty and six from Tyler Lockett, which really killed me this week. With the win, Julian moves to five and four, and into playoff contention, dropping me to four and five on the outside looking in. Next matchup was two girlies, one cup versus the vinegar strokes. CMC was back this week for Brandon and in a big way, he put up 32 as Brandon took this one, 118 to 110. Word on the street is that CMC has a shoulder injury, so it may be short lived, but we'll find out more as the week progresses. Nate found a gem in Drew Locke who scored 31, but his one from Tanyan and four from Hopkins, that one was surprising, kept him in the lost column this week. Brandon improves his playoff standing moving to five and four, dropping Nate to three and six. Next up, we had tanking for Trevor versus just here. No fine. Greenhill saw the return of the horse, Josh Allen, who put up 41, and Tyreek Hill dropped 30. He didn't need to do much more than that, taking this one 125 to 93. Trey did have a big day from Kyler Murray with 39, but a lot of single digit performances after that. Trey continues sinking, moving to two and seven, and Allen moves to seven and two, holding on to that number two seed. In our fourth matchup, we had Danucci that pass-up. I believe it should be Gilbert, that pass-up, versus Tinker Stinkers. Josh was feeling good last week, but ran into the defending champ here in week nine. Wayne took this matchup 126 to 103 with great days from Dalvin Cook, Keenan Allen, and then Big Ben. He had some duds in there, but didn't matter with that 43 from Dalvin Cook. Both of these guys moved to 5-4 after their matchup. Next one is oh, versus Boner Jams 03. In what may be the closest match i've ever seen were there any stat corrections this morning
1: there were not thankfully i, I got that dub i needed
0: it <laughs> a big smile on your face i'm sure 108.36 for matt to 108.08 for smoothie jesus both of these guys needed this win bad and i'm sure it stings that much more for smoothie with that margin matt rode ryan kirk and kelsey so to speak who all had 20 plus and smoothie came up short with 32 from the homes and 24 from Curtis. I get all the red zone touches Samuel. Matt keeps his playoff hopes alive, moving to four and five, while Smoothie continues fading, dropping to two and seven. Matt also leads in the lifetime series here, 10 games to four.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening.
0: In the main event, we had Inglorious Bastards, who's been our blue collar performer to this point. He did battle with Otterjob, our motivated runner up from 2019. The man is rolling. He lost Kittle in week one for a few weeks. Okay. He lost Saquon for the season. Shit. Doesn't even matter. He's been piling up the W's and he gets another one this week against our league leader, Albert.
1: I just watched Moneyball today and he is the Moneyball of our league. He just found a way to. Is he Brad Pitt or Jonah Hill? Both combined. He somehow replaced oh, Jason wow. Giambi with Hattaburg.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah, Jason got 24 from Deshaun Watson. 20 from A.J. Brown, 20 from Will Fuller, and 14 from his defense. Not a huge day, but enough to take down Albert, who got 30 from discount double-check, 22 from DK, and a few mediocre days from Kamara, Montgomery, Godwin, and Gronk. Really impressive, Jason. Uh, I thought your season was done, but keep on winning. Standings in the axis of evil. We still have Albert up top at 7-2. Wayne and Brandon right behind him at 5-4. I'm next there at 4-5. And, and in 5th and six we have Smoothie and Trey, both at two and seven. Over in the Allies Division, Allen is on the throne there currently at seven and two. Julian moves into second at five and four. Josh drops to third, and Jason is there at fourth, both at five and four. In fifth and sixth, we still have Matt and Nate at four and five and three and six, respectively. There's hope for you yet, though, Matt. There's hope for you yet. All right, guys, let's go ahead and take a quick break before we get into our week 10 preview.
1: Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Fantasy Football Manager Guy. Mr. Fantasy Football Manager Guy. Every year you assemble your closest friends to prepare for another season in the knockdown dragout world of make-believe football. For you were born with the one skill every manager needs to play fantasy football. Absolutely no skill playing real football. Not so good at catching. Imaginary catches. Imaginary touchdowns. Next up, an imaginary score with an imaginary woman. Good imagination. So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, O Swami of the sidelines. You may come in dead last, but you're always first with us. Mr. Fantasy Football Manager, guy. But light Beer, Anheuser Bush, St. Louis, Missouri. Welcome back, welcome
0: back, welcome back. Woo! Welcome back. Uh-huh. Before we get started in this, you know this thing right here? Welcome back. I gotta say welcome, home. welcome back. The first matchup in our Week 10 preview is between two girlies, one cup, taking on just here, no fine. Allen gets Darrell Henderson back this week, but loses Tyree kill to buy. I like Brandon's running backs. James Connor, CMC, Swift, Justin Jackson, David Johnson. He has Mike Davis if CMC doesn't go. Lots of options there to add to Stefan Diggs and Justin Jefferson. I'm taking Brandon to keep rolling. Next is tanking for Trevor versus Boner Jams 03. Matt is facing a bye week emergency here. No Matt Ryan, no Zeke, no Travis Kelsey, no chance he breaks 100. Trey has been struggling this year, but Thomas will continue to get acclimated in the Saints offense. Murray's been great. Taylor, Dobbins, Andrews, Smokey Brown, T. Higgins, lots of guys who should give him a solid floor there. I like Trey to pick up win number three. Dak slash Danucci slash Gilbert, that pass up versus. Oh, you Big bye week for Smoothie, which couldn't come at a worse time. Mahomes, Bell, his Casey defense, Gallup, all on bye. He gets Chris Carson back, but with Mahomes on bye, I just don't see him getting over 100 this week. Meanwhile, Josh has Russell Wilson going, James Robinson, Chase Edmonds, Fulgum Chubb likely back, and a few other solid floor options. Josh takes it easily. Next, inglorious Baz Turds taking on Tinker Stinkers. This should be a solid matchup. Wayne won't be riding Cook this week because he gets Chicago. Jason will be leaning on those receivers. Mike Evans, A.J. Brown, Mike Williams, Will Fuller possibly DJ Chark and some combination of Gus Edwards, JD McKissick, Latavius Murray, or Carlos Hyde. The running back situation for Jason hasn't been great, but it hasn't mattered. I like Jason to continue to find all odds and taking this one against Wayne. Next to last matchup we have is Otterjob versus Peeping Tomlinson. I think Albert bounces back this week. Julian should get Aaron Jones back, but Kamara will cancel out any production he gets on the other side. Albert has DK, Chris Godwin, Chase Claypool and Tyler Boyd, at receiver. High floor for most of those guys and a nice ceiling too. I like Alberto Lita. Final matchup is between the banana stand and the vinegar strokes. I'm slotting myself back in here for the main event with my fellow commissioner, Moline. I'll be getting Kareem Hunt back from by against the Texans and Miles Sanders should be returning from injury. So I should be at full strength. Well, Nate will be without Julio Jones and still isn't fielding much at the running back position. He had Zach Moss and DJ Dallas go last week and has six other guys on his bench who either aren't playing or are in some type of committee. The money returns to the banana stand this week as I get the W. All right. That's it for the week 10 preview. Let's go ahead and jump into our newest segment. You're going to jail now.
1: Go over a very important question that i'm sure all of you are asking every single day if all of us were to go to jail what would it be for so let's start it off here i'm gonna start off with our lee commish the infamous tony cosentino he's going to jail cops pulling up look there is a if you live in his town you're going to find out pretty quickly that you're going to walk out to your car your car will be in the middle of the street he is an expert at moving vehicles vandalizing them in such ways that makes it impossible to move. Um, your car will get towed, and eventually it's going to catch up to him, though. He will get arrested and get sent to jail for a sentence of three years because he's going to move the mayor's car and in the middle of the street. Just how, it, just how Tony rolls.
0: That's actually based on a true story, too. So that one is, in all likelihood, probably going to happen someday.
1: Falling asleep on a toilet mid-shit is not illegal, so you can't go to jail for that. So this is what I'm going with.
0: No, that, that you picked right. You, you picked right. All right, I got Jason here next. He's passionate about what he believes in, And if you follow him on Twitter, you know what I'm talking about. When the winner of the presidential election was announced, no doubt he breathed a sigh of relief. He's a man of faith and refuses to be a single issue voter. Probably something we all need to adopt. But a few weeks from now, though, when the Supreme Court rules many states results were invalid and Trump secures four more years, Jason is going to lose it. He's going to find the nearest Trump 2020 billboard and he's going to deface it, maybe burn it down, maybe draw obscenities on it. Either way, he'll be apprehended, and he's gonna get sent to jail.
1: Next up, we have Josh Callis. That, 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 that Gilbert, that pass up. Which you, if you don't know, Josh has spent his entire life honing a very particular set of skills, and that is knowledge of the retail industry. He has become a mastermind of every nick and corner, of every niche, of every retail possibility company in the world. Now, he is the head of his own crime ring that targets retail companies. And he wouldn't get busted. Until he and all of his cohorts were wearing the same exact shirt that they stole from a one Bellabong and then ended up getting caught, so he's going to jail for running a crime syndicate on retailing organizations.
0: Go ahead and plead the fifth there. I got Albert next. Alberto likes to share memes on the old Facebook. These memes are comical, but they skirt the line between appropriate and downright shameful. Russia has been known to wage misinformation campaigns and attempts at dividing our country through all kinds of social media outlets. Facebook tries to combat this with the help of the FBI and other three-letter agencies, constantly taking down this content or marking it with fact-checking resources that we've seen of late. I believe Albert will unknowingly share dozens of these efforts for russia and get tangled up in a massive counterintelligence operation sending him to jail now it's only going to be an overnight charge as they clear things up but he's from new york the dude has attitude and he understands the game so once albert's in there he's going to find the biggest guy and he's going to beat his ass in an effort to establish dominance he'll be successful but he's going to end up extending his sentence by at least a week or two
1: next up we have julian Unfortunately for Julian, you know, some of his hobbies have kind of go to the wayside. So his new hobby is breaking into the homes of young single women and sucking on their toes. Very illegal, highly creepy, and very worrisome. Um, he will plead insanity and get granted insanity and go to a mental institution where people spend his days pretending that he's crazy. Although he's not crazy. He just loves feet. Not his fault. No. Big deal. Is that
0: better than jail? I don't, it's I don't know. less rapey but I don't know if it's, bad it's less rapey. Yeah, that's fair. All right. I got Alan, another man of God. Alan is faithful. He's got a positive attitude and he's pretty easy on the eyes. If I do say so myself. He's got all the ingredients of a massively rich televangelist. Alan is going to realize this one day and he's going to start a mega church. And he's going to find himself with a vault full of money in no time. However, Alan doesn't know the tax code to save his life. This includes the loopholes every other televangelist, takes advantage of. So Alan, with his newfound wealth, will inevitably get caught up in wire fraud as he attempts to move his money offshore, and he'll end up in jail. It will be a white collar prison though, so no touching of the hair face there.
1: I have uh, Brandon, Sir Brandon of House Beisner, and I feel for him on this one because I read the news how this happened. Honest mistake, couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. It's really unfortunate. Look, here's what happened. I'll break it down for you as best I can. Um, He had to run some chores, had to run some errands. Car's not working, He had to do some walking, He had to walk downtown area. Only clean clothes he had were his jackhammer shorts. That's it. No underwear, just jackhammer shorts. He's like, you know what? It'll be quick, I'll be in and out, no big deal. So as he's walking, he's doing his errand, he's feeling kind of dancing, he's dancing, he passes by a school, boom, Tesco's flop right out. Cop catches him, indecent exposure, he's in jail. And now he's a registered sex offender. It's unfortunate because it could not have happened to a nice guy, just a classic, case of two shorts too short
0: yeah that's one of those lists you don't want to end nope. up on. all right i got smoothie the smooth one eric has a thing for mother nature it's borderline weird he's got some facebook pictures uploaded and it seems the more and more the man goes on these awesome hiking and camping trips the less and less clothing he wears in these pictures i believe smoothie gets bold on his next big hike and decides to go streaking atop the Timpanogos Glacier in Utah, something he's always talked about doing as long as I've known him. The problem, a large group of hikers witnesses this and presses charges. Smoothie ends up in jail, naked, but not afraid. Next
1: up is Trey Schlichter the Trey. Very competitive guy. I don't know him that well, but it heads with him in a Disney princess off and lost. And I can tell he is competitive. He's also the coach of the Wee football team. Um, unfortunately for the ref who blew the call, Trey is also aggressive. So what, here's what happens. It's the championship game. They're blown call. Like I'm talking Rams pass interference level of a blown call. And uh, they lose the game. They lose the championship. Trey takes that frustration out on the referee who now drinks and eats through a straw. Uh, Trey is in jail for assault. All
0: right. I got Wayne. Wayne also has a temper and he has the strength of a larger man, bigger than Trey. In the Champions League segment, we documented his obsession with online poker He's been in the Slammer once before. While well, he was in there, he got institutionalized. He got comfortable. He got relying on the system. Upon his release from prison, Wayne gets placed into a work release program and ends up bagging groceries. Day in, day out, he yearns for that 10 by 10 cell. Day in, day out, customers who can't decide between paper or plastic test his patience. Nate, AKA the Vinegar Strokes, is gonna show up one day and ask Wayne why he hasn't pierced his belly button yet as that is his 2019 Sacco punishment. and Wayne's gonna lose it. He's gonna tell Nate to eat a dick. The cashiers are gonna hear it, and then he's gonna uppercut Nate, earning him a one-way ticket back to jail.
1: I got Nate the vinegar strokes, and it is uh, pretty obvious to everybody I think it's it's murder. This is what happened. It was you know it was a long day. Nate was looking for a little pick me up, a little coffee pick me up. Starbucks was closed near him. He had to he had to go into a Target and get Starbucks. Unfortunately for him, the barista messes up his order, and when Nate complains, the barista responds, "I'm sorry. I'm just a Target employee." In which case, Nate just goes off the rails, and murders the poor barista in front of hundreds of witnesses. Uh, not a whole lot of defense, and yeah, now he's in jail. I'm, I'm sending him a shiv and a birthday cake, um, and along with some nudes of meat, just in case he wants that. Maybe you can barter with them. Who knows?
0: It's the true best friend.
1: I'll, I'll get you out of there, man. I'll meet you at Zaywatanejo. We'll have a tour. <laughs>
0: <laughs> loving loving the Shawshank Redemption here. All right. Saving the best for last year. Matt Graham, the It It is well documented that Matt is a diehard brand new fan. Am I correct in this statement? You are correct. His obsession is worrisome and what some would consider unnatural. He knows taking back Sunday is better, but he'll never admit it. Anyways, with COVID... Matt hasn't been able to attend a brand new concert in months, and he's got the itch. Coming out of the pandemic on January 20th, Matt is going to scratch that itch. He's going to find out where frontman Jesse Lacey lives. He's going to stake out his place. He's going to learn his habits. He's going to learn the routes he takes to band practice. And then Matt's going to break in, shirtless, obviously, and end up getting arrested and sent straight to jail. Does that sound about right?
1: Uh, except the brand new is the band is disbanded, given some Me Too accusations about two years ago very unfortunate stuff but uh, i believe Jesse Lacy lives in new jersey so you got most of it right Kind of i already know where he lives
0: what are you talking 60 am i 60 percent? is that i mean
1: pretty close pretty good yeah, we're
0: good we're good awesome that was fun
1: it could be like a kathy bates i could be kathy bates and misery and jesse lacy could just be in the basement <laughs> with uh with broken so niece. okay
0: so now that they're not a band taking back sunday is definitely better
1: i saw taking back sunday live they were great live mm. i can't i can't deny that Taking back Sunday is great.
0: They're pretty good. I like brand new better. Oh, come on. We're going to get you to come around one of these days. All right. Hey, guys, if you've subscribed and you listen week in, week out, thank you. We do appreciate it. And for those who haven't subscribed, please hit that button ASAP as possible. Also, if you're in the market for other podcasts, well, I've got a recommendation. A hot friend who's also looking. You know you like to whore yourselves out to dozens of podcasts, and that's okay. Just strap on your protection and head over to the Taco Corp Fantasy Football Podcast. One of our own, Nate, a.k.a. The Vinegar Strokes. He runs that one and is improving his content week in and week out. I've mentioned the sports betting advice in the past, the bangers of the week, a new segment he's doing, and much more. Check him out. I'm also going to be on one of the episodes coming out, I believe, tomorrow or the next day. So check us out. That's it. That's a wrap. We'll be back for the preview next week, hopefully together. We have to be. Yeah. Good luck this week. And remember, in the middle of every difficulty lies opportunity. That applies to life and to fantasy. If you find yourself eliminated from playoff contention, play the spoiler. Our league's better when everyone is competing from week one to week thirteen. And take it from
1: me, guys, I hate losing more than I like winning. So it doesn't matter, even if I'm even if I'm losing the season, I can still win some games.
0: There you go. I like it. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.